0: Welcome to Relatively Speaking, where my niece, Jennifer Grimes, and myself, Corey Grant, have informative weekly conversations to help you get a hand up and a better grasp on your financial future through the world of home-based businesses. Thanks for stopping by, pull up a chair, and join in. Today's episode is brought to you by WeNeedInsuranceAgents.com. COVID-19 has created a huge demand in the life insurance and financial services industry. For 44 years, we've been helping everyday people change their lives and careers without quitting their day job first. We've done this by assisting them with getting their state insurance and securities license. For more information, visit we need insurance Greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Relatively Speaking. I'm your host, Corey Grant. And once again, I'm here with my superstar co host, Jennifer Grimes. And we're here to bring you our weekly dose of business advice. So, Jennifer, Tell the people what we got this week.
1: Hey, hey, hey. I am super excited, man. We're going into a new month. We're ending a quarter. But let me go ahead and give you a couple announcements, guys. So if you are looking to join any home-based opportunities, we have a couple that we can plug you into. Make sure you're following Corey Grant on Instagram and Facebook. That's at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, W, Grant, or you can follow myself on Instagram and Facebook and that is I am Jennifer Grimes that's on Facebook and Instagram also guys March is women's month and so Tanisha LaShine and I we are doing weekly lives all about how to take your business to the next level and guys it's 5 Wednesdays in the month of March so we'll be going live 5 times so definitely make sure you're following me on instagram because they all are on instagram at 7 p.m central standard time now let's hop into this thing guys today we are talking about different stages of investment stack strategies i'm sorry different stages of investment strategies and so we have three three topics that we're going to discuss that initial investment right we all have to initially mm-hmm put up some type of investment then you have that middle investment right i've been in business i need to figure out exactly how to invest in my business so i can have it you know running smoothly right then you have that last investment reinvesting this is the ultimate investment right because i have my business rolling I'm, I'm moving, but how can I reinvest into my business to get it to the next level or to bring in more streams of income? So, guys, I know you're always asking, how are these guys credible in this?
0: Man. Hey, look, credibility. That's what we do. We don't talk about anything that we have not either experienced, done or that we're going to bring a special guest on that has either experienced it or done it. And in this case, I can say that both you and I have done each and every one of the things that we're going to talk about today. We've made that initial investment into multiple businesses over the years. We've also learned how to make that second investment, right? That second investment in our business so that we can start growth, which is what a lot of home-based entrepreneurs fail to do is they fail to grow their business because they don't properly invest in it for a second time. And thirdly, the reason that we have so many streams of income now is because we've been able to take those initial investments, take those profits, and reinvest them. So that's why we're talking about this topic today is because we've done all three.
1: Yep, 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 guys. So we've done all three. We've invested, we've reinvested, and now we have multiple streams of income. So I'm going to just go ahead and hop into it, guys. Our first topic is, you know, what's the big deal when it comes to the initial investment when starting a home-based business? And, you know, you always get, oh, it costs to start? Yes, it costs to start, (laughs) That's the first thing people say. Oh, it costs money. Yes, it costs money. It's called an investment. And so it's really a big deal when you do that initial investment. Number one, it shows that this is something I really want to do. A lot of people are hesitant, but guys, when you put that initial investment down, that's going to get you started. That's going to get you the tools, the systems that you need to actually start this business. We can say, OK, if this is a makeup business that you're starting, if this is a cleaning business that you're starting, a travel business insurance, you have to have that initial uh, initial investment because it's going to get you started. It's going to get you some initial training. It's going to get you some tools. It's going to get you some products. It's, you know, It's going to get you on the road to where you need to be when it comes to starting your business. The initial is the start. And sometimes, you know, when I think of the initial investment, and this is just me as a business person, the first thing that I think of is how can I get a return on my investment, right? If I know I have to put up $200 or I have to put up three, four, five, even if I only have to put up $50, right? Because I've seen some businesses where it only costs $50 to start and you just need to buy the products and try to resell it. So even though I have to put up $50, $25, I still want to know how can I get a return back on my $20, my $50, my $200, my $300, right? And so when you think of those stages, that initial investment is going to get you that training. It's going to get you the proper way to sell your products or sell your services. And so what I would say, guys, is when it comes to home-based businesses, don't be afraid of that initial investment because that's just the start of a lifetime of money a lifetime of revenue a lifetime of income right and that's going to allow you to make it to stage three the reinvesting to get you to multiple streams of income what, what do you think about that one
0: man a- absolutely I-, I think you covered a lot of what people avoid acknowledging but something that you said early on in in your um your answer and, and I want to equate this to, for lack of a better term, real businesses, right? Because that's what people think. Oh, a home-based business? Man, eh, that's not a real business. But if I'm out there and I've got, and and in your case, you guys have the brick and mortar, you know, all of those things which come from reinvestment. But we'll get to that later. Uh, but when we talk about business, I think it's important that people in a mindset Understand this. It's not about the initial cost of that investment, because many times, like you said, you could spend fifty dollars to get started in a business or five hundred dollars to get started in a business. And we're specifically talking about home based businesses here, folks. So whether you're spending 50 or whether you're spending 500, that initial payment, as you said, people will say, oh, wait, I have to pay to get started. Well, the first part of that mindset is you're not an employee. You are the business owner. And that $50 or that $500 investment is your commitment. And the reason I wanted to emphasize that is because of this. Think about it. When you go to the bank to get a loan for, as you would say, a real business. Let's say that business is you want to, you know, maybe you, Or your husband, they're good with their hands, right? They've been working on cars since they were 15 years old. And it's your dream to have your own mechanic shop someday. So you see an empty building, you know, on the side of the road in your neighborhood, whatever. And you guys inquire about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that used to be a mechanic shop. They want a half million dollars uh, for the shop. But it's already got the lift in it. You know, it's got space to park. 15, 20 cars on the inside so you could work on them. It's just like your dream come true. When you go to the bank, I mean, unless you got a bunch of money already in your account, you're going to say, hey, I need a half million dollars to open up this mechanic shop. My husband's ASE certified. He's been working on cars for 20, 25 years. And this is what we do. I would love to have this business as my my mechanic shop. But guess what? The bank is going to say, hey, can you give us? Oh, I don't know. Fifty to one hundred thousand dollars down. Now, you're the mechanic. You are the person that knows this is how cars are worked on and and repaired. But guess what? They want you to give them ten thousand, fifteen thousand or one hundred thousand dollars down. Because what they want from you is a commitment that, hey, if we give you this money, you're not going to all of a sudden go, ooh, this is hard work, man. I quit. Because you've got something invested in it. And it's the same thing with home-based businesses. They're not just taking the money because they want to make you pay something. Those guys have done some upfront work that you have not done, right? They've created either content. They've created a website. They've given you portals. They've done all the back end stuff that either you have no knowledge of how to do or you don't have time to do it. So you're paying a nominal fee, which has already been subdivided by thousands of other people so that you don't have to do all that work. And so when somebody says, yeah, it's going to cost you one hundred dollars to get started or three hundred dollars to get started, it's not necessarily because they want to make life hard on you. They need a commitment from you that for the time and effort we're going to put into creating tools and, and an opportunity for you to be able to remarket and resell this business, that you're committed to it. So that's where that initial investment is going to come from. And that's why the initial investment is required.
1: Yeah, that was really, really, really good. And one of the things that you said that kind of stuck out to me was the um, you don't have time to put these tools together. Right. They're giving you websites, they're giving you marketing material, and all you have to do is put your best foot forward to use those tools to actually start growing your business, which leads us into the second one, right? are there any so the second one is you know, are there any other investments required? Now, when it comes to home-based businesses, I wouldn't actually say it's required, right, per se, required, because like Cora just stated, they're giving you these tools. You just have to know how to use the tools. But when you want to see growth, you would want to invest in yourself at this point. You would want to find other strategies to invest in your business at this point, right? It's multiple different ways, because if you're in a home-based business You should definitely have some type of upline, sideline, somebody that probably could be a coach to you, a mentor um, to you as a part of investing in yourself, right? Hey, Corey, I've been in this business for about six months and I'm just kind of stagnant. What else could I be doing, right? What's the next level? What did you do or what kind of advice can you give me to start getting more growth, to start getting more sales, to start getting more people attracted to me, right? So that's one type of an investment. And that's not required at all, guys. But that's what should be required of yourself, right? Because you should definitely be investing in yourself. But then it's other tools that you can invest in. Because sometimes you, you're, you're a part of a business that don't give you a website. So do I want to go get me a website built? Do I want to create some funnels? Because I want to be able to talk to my clients on different levels. I want to be able to bring my clients in. Do I want to start me a business page so I can start creating different ads, right? All of those things are investments and all of those things is part of the growth of your business. But you have to understand when you're in business, you want your business to grow and you want to grow as well as a business owner, as a business partner, because your growth ultimately will help someone else's growth. So what, what do you think about that one?
0: I I think you covered that beautifully. Um, The main thing with that second level investment is going to be, uh, in my opinion, for scale, because you're right. Sometimes you join a business, they give you a website. Um, Honestly, in most cases, let's talk about home based businesses. Most cases, uh, if you're going for a business in a box, the company has created a replicatable website. So that, that website, generally speaking, is not going to help you brand you. It will help you brand the business, right? Again, doesn't matter if it's you know uh, makeup, health and wellness, whatever the case may be. It's a replicated site, right? It's going to list all the products and services. It'll probably have a link where you can click on it and buy the product or service, uh, allowing you to get credit for the sale and pay you a commission, but... It's uh, when it comes to search engines on the internet, search engines aren't going to um, rank a replicated website. But the reinvestment would be you taking a few more dollars and going out and creating IAMJenniferGrimes.com, right? That allows you to then say, hey, I'm Jennifer Grimes. This is what I do, this is how you can acquire my products or services. And then you can write or say anything you want on I am Jennifer Grimes. I myself have my own website, CoreyGrant.com. Why? Because one, I felt it important to own my own name. Always own your own name. That's another tip for you. If you can get it, own it. Even if you don't have a website yet, buy the domain to your name if you can get it. So I went out and bought every iteration of my own name. Um, but that's 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 my choice. That's an investment. But when I go to CoreyGrant.com, I can now go in if I feel like it and put information on all my streams of income. But when I take the uh, the cookie cutter replicated website that any one of the home businesses gives us, you can't alter those websites, right? You can't go even if they let you put a small amount of verbiage in a bio. On that website, you cannot go to—I don't know. Let's say you're selling makeup. You can't go to your makeup website and go. And oh, by the way, if you're looking for investment advice, you can go over to my other website, such-and-such.com, and get stock tips. They ain't having that. So, thus, if you have that investment of your own website, right? Your own, you know, Twitter account, Instagram, this, that, and the other. It allows you to then talk about um, the different things that you do and market and brand yourself. So that investment is important it may it may not be a huge investment and then in other cases, we go out like you mentioned uh, funnels. Now everybody's probably been a part of a funnel at some point whether you knew it or not and to have a funnel, It's not cheap. Right. Most of those funnels that you go out there and get, if you don't know how to write code, are probably going to cost you almost 100 bucks a month, if not more, just depending on the company that you get it through. So you may only be paying twenty five, fifty, seventy five dollars a month for your your home based business right through whatever company that you're you're partnered with. But you might be paying one hundred dollars a month for a funnel to get leads. But you're investing in your business because now what you want to do is you want to scale. You want to reach more people than what your upline told you, which was, hey, make a list of everybody, you know, you went to school with your your mama, your grandmama, your aunt. And then we're going to call them and tell them about your new business. And many people don't want to do that. But if you've gone out and gotten a website, a funnel, you've created a marketing plan, those are probably outside of what they gave you in cookie cutter. And it allows you to then grow your business and scale it to meet people outside of your circle who will probably be the people that actually do business with you. Because odds are, we already know your family outside of our family, your family probably won't support you in anything that you do. Um, The reason that we do this show and we call it relatively speaking is because we are relatives, but that is rare in the home-based business space that your relatives work with you and support you. So, you know, that's just full disclosure. We keep it 100 on this show. So yeah, you want to scale outside of your circle because that's where your real money is going to come from. Yeah.
1: uh, And you touched on a lot of stuff and when I think of scale, right? Most people don't think of scaling in a home-based business, but this goes back to, if you just listened to a couple of episodes back about taking your business serious, right? Just because it's a home-based business and not a brick and mortar business, it doesn't mean anything, right? Because you started from the bottom and you build your way up. And so when, when I think of scaling, that's really, really good because now you want to be able to scale. You want to be able to see Certain parts of your business running on autopilot, which could come from ads. And guys, do not do not be afraid to put more money into your business because the more money you put into your business, the more money you make. Right? And at the end of the day, it's a write-off. It's a business. So you can write all of these uh expenses off at the end of the day. So don't be afraid to invest in your business. Is it required? No. But should it be required? Yes. Because it's going to bring growth. It's going to grow you. It's going to grow your business. It's going to grow your mindset. And definitely make sure you have a coach or a mentor because it's someone in your business that you feel like, I want to be in that position. So if it is, you need to reach out to that person and ask them, hey, can you mentor me? Can you just give me some tips, some pointers on how did you get to that uh, get to the place that you're in? And I promise you, they've invested in something to get to that place. So last strategy, guys, our last strategy is, you know, what do you think about reinvestments? So tell me about that, Corey. What do you think about reinvestments?
0: (laughs) Reinvestments to me are the ultimate. Right. We've done that upfront work. We we bit our nails. You know, we slept on it. We researched on it. We prayed on it. You know, all the stuff that people say they got to do before they make that initial investment into a business. So let's say they made that investment. Right. They were about that life. They did what they had to do. They studied the game. They studied the product service. They reached out. They scaled. They did everything they needed to do. Reinvested money into their business midway. Right. They scaled. But what they understood was this that all growth does not have to be linear. So, we're gonna have a quick math lesson for those in the back, right? Those who hated math in school and didn't wanna study this part. All growth is not linear. Linear meaning from the bottom left to the top right corner, right? Straight line, just like going uphill. A lot of people think about business growth in that way. Where, oh, yeah, every week, every month, it's going to go up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then after a year or two, I'm going to be in the top right corner. Right. It's just a straight line up. That's not how growth typically goes. So you could have ups and downs and dips. But what I like to do is think about all these investments. So that as this is a Coreyism, Right. So stand by. Here we go. I like what I call the afterburner effect. You know, that's where your line kind of goes a little bit kind of at the bottom low. And then it just goes full up straight like uh, Air Force fighter jet. Right. When they turn on the afterburners and point that thing to the sky and just go straight up. That's that's how I like to grow businesses, Right. Because when you have that afterburner effect, now you've got a large amount of money that's starting to come in and you need to decide what do I do with? am I going to reinvest this money in my initial business, which is an option to continue to scale, right? To continue to go out and get more reps, to continue to go out and get, you know, maybe better discounts on your product. If that's what you're doing is selling product that allows you to generate more income, but it also allows you to do the second thing, which is what holds up most people from getting into the first business. And that is to invest in other streams of income. Now, I only recommend that once you've figured out the first stream, right? Once you know everything about that first stream, you understand the product, the service, the comp plan, how to deliver it, how to market it, how to reach the different segments of people that will buy and use your product or your service. As you said, once that's on autopilot, hmm, let me diversify my income. And you want to diversify your income just like you do your stock portfolio. You're not going to go buy all tech stocks in your stock portfolio because you've got to protect yourself against a crash in the market when Microsoft, Apple, Samsung and everybody goes in the tank because there's some new uh, computer virus out there that's just wiping out everybody's uh, hardware. So everybody's going to stop buying computers until that's figured out. But if you've got stocks in uh, healthcare, IT, you know, uh pork bellies, all those different things, then it doesn't matter if if the tech sector is going under because you still got revenue coming in from healthcare, right? Because right now, healthcare has got to be making a killing with COVID. So you got to understand that the reason we talk about multiple streams of income is you want to protect yourself from whatever may be going well for you right now in whatever sector that is, everything is going to have its dip. Doesn't mean it's going to go out of business, but while it's dipping, You're going to continue to receive income from some other area that you've had the money now to invest in. Don't take that money and party. Don't take that money and, you know, just go out and buy the new car. Take that money to protect yourself from the dips that will happen in any market and in any industry. So that's what I like about reinvesting is now you have the capital. And even in some cases, as as you and your husband have done, if that means you want to go out and get that brick and mortar, uh, building. You can do that to pursue other dreams because you have the revenue and you don't have to go to the bank and beg for a loan that they probably won't give you anyway. Or the interest rate's going to be so high, it's going to make your business unprofitable because you're paying too much for the building. So that's what I like about the reinvestment aspect of investing in home-based businesses. It's usually the cheapest way to get into business, but you've got to work it so that it can set you free to do other things that you've always dreamt of doing in business.
1: Right. And just to kind of piggyback off of that, because that reinvestment, like you said, even with my husband and I, right. If you go back and listen to that particular podcast, when we had Jermaine on as a special guest, he was able to reinvest in his business to start doing other things, right, right, because we have a photography company. Well, we're stay at home order, so no, I can't go out here and shoot pictures. But hmm, the money that I've made from shooting pictures, I can take that and I can start coaching, right? I can start teaching other photographers how to do off camera flash. I can teach them my editing um, strategies. I can take that money and now, and I can invest in some type of software. To still be able to make money online now. Same thing, what you said. Like, I've seen so many people in different home based businesses that were in other industries, right? Because health and wellness during this pandemic went up just like that. I don't know if the tactic was if you sip on my tea, you won't get COVID. I don't know what it was, but I've seen so many health and wellness um so many people jump on board with that and so the money that they're making into that in that right now because they will have a dip again you know because before COVID, before this pandemic it really wasn't such a big boom but they will have a dip again so that money they need to take that and reinvest in something else to have multiple streams of income and guys it is very important to have multiple streams of income because we all know if you are working a nine-to-five that retirement just might not be there social security just might not be there and you want to be able to invest in different stocks invest in real estate anything that's going to continue to give you that residual income or anything that's going to bring your net worth up even more right you might not have half a million in the bank but you have a half a million in stocks right and you can take your and your your, your income from your home-based business to start putting into stocks, into a 401k, right? You could take that money to start building generational wealth that you otherwise wouldn't have. But that kind of goes back to our second strategy, right? What other investments should you do? To learn about stocks is actually investing into yourself, right? To learn about real estate, that's investing into yourself. You should always set some type of goals. And so when you did that initial investment, you should have had a goal in mind, right? Am I doing this because I really want to build my own business? Do I want to pay off some debts? Do I want to get into real estate and I could take this money to put a down payment down? Like ultimately, all of, all of this ties into each other, guys. So I'm going to just go ahead and recap. Do you have anything else on number um, on that third strategy?
0: No, now that that's it, absolutely. I think you you summed it up quite well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this really was a good episode, guys. And we could talk on and on, go on and on and on about investments because it's super, super important to invest in yourself, invest in your business because you should be want you should want to see growth all around, right? A holistic growth. You want to see growth within yourself, growth within your business, growth within your family. It's a holistic thing that we're talking about here, guys. So just to kind of wrap this thing up and give you um, an overview of what we talked about today. So we talked about the stages of investment, right? Different strategies of investing within your business. So number one was that initial best investment. It's very important. That initial investment is your first step. I want to start a business, right? I want to generate more income. In that first investment, guys, that's where you should set your goals on what you want to do with that income. Because just like Corey stated, we shouldn't say, oh, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to go to, I'm going to throw a party. Oh, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. I'm going to go buy me some new clothes. I'm going to buy me some new shoes, right? It's all about where am I going to invest this money to grow. And then that second thing was, is it required to continue to invest? You know, just like when you think about your career, your nine to five. They're always sending you to different trainings. You have to do continuing education to make sure you keep your license. You know, different things like that. That's a continuous investment. And so you would do the same thing within your business. Get a coach. Get a mentor. Excuse me, guys. Read different books, right? Should I I give me a business page so I can start investing in ads so I can reach more people? How am I going to scale my business? How am I going to get this business on autopilot, right? What knowledge do I need to make sure that I'm able to sell my services or sell my products? All of that is a different type of investment that you need within your business. And then the last thing is the reinvestment. The reinvestment within your business to start giving you multiple streams of income, to start building that generational wealth, where you can take that money and start investing in other things to start to continue to bring income into your your life to continue to, or to just start that generational wealth. Guys, that's what it's all about. Being able to leave a legacy behind for your kids, right? Just like Cora said, make sure you get your .com, your name, your name, because that's what you're building. You're building your name versus building somebody else's name, guys. So that wraps up another episode of Relatively Speaking. So, Corey, do you have any of your (laughs) Corey-isms? I was
0: actually just sitting here thinking, I was like, oh, man, I need a nugget. Let let me think of uh, something that I want to share. And and as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, right? I was thinking, man, everybody can't be, you know, and we love all these people that I'm going to mention, but everybody can't be that, right? Everybody can't be a pro athlete. Because we see pro athletes and we go, wow, they make a lot of money every year, every game. Everybody can't be a rapper, right? Rappers get on TV, on, on videos, on the radio, and they talk about their wealth, man, how they took money and they flipped it and they did this. And, you know, you see them in the video sitting on a Lambo and, you know, they at the pool party just making it rain and all of that. Right. But everybody can't be a rapper. Everybody can't be a movie star, right? We can't be, you know, Denzel making 20, 30 million dollars or Will Smith, you know, making a grip every time they they're in a movie. We can't you know, we all can't be that. So just because you're starting at the bottom, the nugget is don't mean you can't finish at the top. You've just got to come up with a plan and make it happen. That's it. This wraps up this edition of Relatively Speaking. We hope you join us next week.